0: Everybody and welcome back to the HFFL Pod Championship Week And it does feel like the first time Because it will be the first time for one of these teams If they go on and win the championship Tonight I am joined by the Jonesboro Jedi and Ryan Garten How are you sir?
1: I'm fantastic, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good man, I'm good I Had a nice relaxing day of losing my money at the casino with Mike For our annual kind of Christmas get together So that was fun
1: How's Always your, uh... good to lose some money, feel alive yeah. again.
0: Yep, yep, yep. How's um how's your break going?
1: Going pretty well. Um, we've had to travel a lot. We uh, went to Chicago is where her brother, my wife's brother lives. So we were there for Christmas and then we were around, around here for my family. And so we've been traveling a lot. So the last two days we've gotten to kind of chill at home. So that's been good. No, that's cool. That's
0: cool. So uh right before we started, you said you're heading to Pasadena soon, huh?
1: I am headed to Pasadena on New Year's Eve. hmm Um, so we'll uh go to Pasadena, we watch the game, be there for two days, um, and then we're going out to Joshua Tree to do some hiking.
0: Oh fun. Is it you and the family?
1: Uh, just me and my wife.
0: Okay. Very cool, very cool. Are you gonna go to the game or are you gonna just watch it in the area?
1: Uh, we are planning on going to the game. We do not have tickets yet. Um we will probably purchase those in the next couple days. They just uh the prices dropped today. So um nice. More than likely we'll purchase those tonight or tomorrow and uh yeah and, yeah, and be there for the game.
0: What are those running right now?
1: Uh so they were right around three something, I think. Today they were down to like two fifty ish. That's bucks? not too bad. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, for that's pretty decent seats. I mean not not terrible seats.
0: No, you're you're going to pay more money for uh, a Lions playoff game than that, probably. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen those tickets, but I heard they're on sale since we locked it up. There's going to be a home playoff game now, right? So uh, I've heard the prices are going to be outrageous. I can imagine. So um, before we started today, I just wanted to share with you, you know, we had the outcome of the playoffs. We now know who our championship teams are. Uh, I wanted to revisit my my preseason rankings a little bit. So I had my All playoff right. scenario... Um, my playoff teams were Corey, Julian, Walt, Jimmy, Kellen, and Orico. So I was five out of six on my playoff teams. Um, and honestly, Orico, if it wasn't for some bad luck and a couple of one point wins, probably should have made the playoffs this year. Um, I had in the semis Jimmy playing Julian and Jimmy winning, and I had Kellen playing Orico and Kellen winning. So just reverse it flip it reverse it right the guy who got in over a rico and julian beating jimmy so i was i was this close to uh, having my jimmy versus kellen championship i predicted um but instead we have um you know a predicted 10 win julian who finished with nine wins and a predicted seven win Walt that i think overachieved in everyone's eyes this year playing in the uh the championship with those roles reversed a little bit so um that was my projection so not too shabby uh just you know Couple bounces of the ball the wrong way. I predict my projections are just a little off. Is this uh, what you obviously had? a
1: lot closer than Jimmy usually is?
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you? Have, um, so uh, I, didn't really,
1: I didn't make official project, uh, project predictions, projections for any or anything like that, but um, no, I would not have had Walt in here for sure. Um, but our a couple pods ago when I was on with you, I did project one of my hot takes was that julian was going to win the championship so i'm still riding yeah. with that nice uh, um and he would have been a playoff team most of the playoff teams would have been the same i think in my eyes that yeah happened to make the playoffs maybe you know one or two differences um there with you but yeah probably pretty similar but no i would not have had Walt. i probably wouldn't have had julian making the championship either
0: yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. I got you. But, uh, you know, we'll get into and break down the teams. I got a whole history uh, of both teams and how they got their planned. We're going to get into a hot take city. If you have one, Ryan, do you have a hot take for us today?
1: I uh, got mild.
0: I got I got one for you um, as well. So let's get into that here in a minute. Uh, we'll wrap up that with a. we'll go with a semifinal recap. <clears throat> I got a, I got a nice little three yards and a cloud for you today. A couple announcements in the league. We'll get get through that. And then we'll break down the history of the two teams. We'll get into the championship matchup. And then in our final thought, we'll give each other who we think are the top five best players in this fantasy football championship matchup. Um, Kind of who do we think are going to be the keys to the victory for either team. That being said, Ryan, do you want to hit me with your hot take first?
1: Um, my hot take, really. Uh, so again, I talked about Julian winning the ship. I'm gonna stick with that. So I'm gonna keep that as one of my hot takes there. Um, my hot take right now. I mean, it may be hot. It might not be. I feel like right now, a lot of people haven't picked to make the Super Bowl. Uh, that the Ravens will not make the Super Bowl this year. That's my hot take. Currently,
0: mm. yeah. I mean, they are pr- pretty far and away. They're pretty far and away the best team in the AFC right now. So. Um, to say they don't oh, yeah. make it there is a, yeah, I can see that being a hot take. They are probably the betting favorites. Hell, they might even be the betting favorites to win the Super Bowl at this point. I haven't looked in a while. I don't bet futures. I don't like time yeah, my money. Up.
1: Especially a, I would assume but, the 49ers were the favorite in the NFC and probably still are. So I would I would yeah. think so.
0: Yeah. I mean to win the Super Bowl though, I would assume it would probably be somebody like uh like them, like the Ravens though. So my hot take is this. So you're you're a football guy, you coach football, you played football. Um, I don't understand and this is something that it bugs me all get out we, Mike and I were sitting in the sports book today and we were watching uh Miami um Rutgers and Rutgers, Miami receiver yep. catches the football and his butt hits inside the end zone, but then like his butt hit but then he kind of rolls to his side and it, it goes out of bounds so because his butt hit but then he like I don't know like his thigh or like whatever goes out of bounds. <clears throat> He's ruled out of bounds and complete pass. Yet you can toe tip a toenail or drag a toenail, right? And that's inbounds. Or the worst one ever is when you, you, you land on your toes, but then your toes don't leave the ground and your heel continues motion out of bounds. And then that's out of bounds. I think if you right. have any piece of your body that lands in bounds, regardless of the continuous motion, should be counted as inbounds. Okay. why why do why do my toes have to hit the ground and come off the ground before i go out of bounds if my toes hit and my heels then go out of bounds i think you should be considered in bounds.
1: okay i what understand yeah i mean it, it it does make it fuzzy sometimes like you know my left cheek hits and because my right cheek is attached to my left cheek i'm uh i'm out of bounds yeah i mean i understand the frustrations there uh yeah, I just think if you, you know
0: you're you're trying to call it like okay so if his left cheek hit and then his left cheek left the ground and then his right cheek hit you know like because his left cheek uh, right. left the ground already he's considered in bounds but if his then left it cheek never inbound. leaves yeah. it never leaves then like his right cheek is considered out of bounds I don't know it just it
1: yeah
0: and granted yes I did I have money on Miami sure but
1: <laughs> see but, I take Rutgers so I probably yeah. lean the other way you know I'll, yeah but. I'll, I'll, but Regardless,
0: out. regardless of the team, just as a rule in general, I I still don't understand why it can't be the any piece of the body touches, right? Like two feet or whatever, yeah. If both feet touch, and then they roll out of bounds. You know, if you freeze framed it and you've seen the guys with two toes in, you're like, oh, yeah, he's in bounds. And then you just like went right. five frames forward and his heels hit. You're like, oh, yeah, now he's out of bounds. How? It's the same thing to me. Anyway. Yeah. I think they should change the rule. I think they should just make it unequivocally two feet anyway or a body part anyway. If it hits inbounds, you're in. All right. That's my hot take. Let's get into the semi recap. Um, We had the first matchup. We had Julian versus Jimmy. Jimmy was minus 16. Um, The over-under for this game was 398 and a half. Um, So the under hit here, Julian wins, gets the upset – 191 to 178. Um, Both teams set inefficient lineups this week. Um, They were both in the low 70s. Jimmy had more consistent across the board as a team. Julian just had guys go off, and he was powered by Brees, Henry, Hertz, and Evans uh, with big, big days, all topping over 20 points. Brees going for 37 and in some leagues, some PPR leagues, hitting 45, 46 because he had a big day receiving as well. Um, I'm sure Jimmy's not feeling great about his 18th straight playoff appearance, uh, (laughs) and, and not making the finals. Um, but you know, a lot of bright days ahead of Jimmy, um, and you know, Julian is able to to pull it off and, uh, you know, he seems to have gotten rid of that bad juju, uh, from last year.
1: Yeah. Um, so (laughs) Jimmy, the biggest believer in, uh, the, fantasy football gods um I just want to give you a little sneak peek into what he put he made his own bed um as we came into the crossover game Jimmy had the first pick on who he would want to play in the crossover Mm -hmm. game and who did he choose Rich you sir me he chose me and since that because and I don't remember the exact quote but it was something along the lines of because he needs his ass whooped or something like that I don't remember the exact words. I don't think those were them, but it's something to that nature. Um, Since that call out, um, the Jedi have outscored the snowmen all three weeks. So <laughs> the crossover game, I beat him. The first week of the playoffs when he didn't have a game because he had a bye, I beat him. And then this week, I would have beat him. So... I thought it was pretty funny when Scott sent that thing in the chat because I've definitely been doing that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I like how but, Scott sends yeah. that chat, and he scored 95 points last week, so that was
1: cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy talked shit. Fantasy yeah. gods got pissed, and uh, he got what he deserved. But, no, I, it's kind of crazy. Uh, Julian scores 191 points and only had six people in double digits. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind um, of those, it's those, it's those
0: four guys that, you know, they scored – yeah, you know, crazy amount of huge, points, huge,
1: huge um, games. Yeah, and even Winfield was almost twenty. So, um yeah, just huge games from those guys: Brees, Evans, Hurts, Henry. Like you said, I mean, um, even if we look at
0: potential points here, Julian had two hundred seventy-one potential points. That's how many points he left defensively on his bench. His defense, his defensive oh, bench yeah. players went off, and then Jimmy even yes. had two forty-six, two hundred forty-six uh, points, uh potential points this week, and left a ton on his bench defensively.
1: Yep. Yeah. It would have been a crazy matchup had had they both uh, started great lineups. Um, For Jimmy, I mean, the Chiefs, that that has to be his downfall, right? Like, the Chiefs just not playing well has just made it to where Jimmy just couldn't reach his full potential this year. I mean, he had a great team even with Pat playing bad. But, I mean, with with him playing bad consistently, not great. He wasn't going to win, you know, two playoff games in a row in my opinion.
0: With Pat not playing well, he still had Tyreek, DK, and DJ Moore going off for him, right? And he had good defensive oh, yeah. days. I think his team just right. had a mediocre day. I mean, let's not let's face it. He almost scored league average this game, right? In oh, the yeah. playoffs, I don't think league average is going to cut it because these teams are all averaging in the one nineties. But I mean, he almost scored league average with you know pretty pedestrian days by a lot of guys he counts on. You know, DJ Moore with three points, Pacheco with eight points. Uh, you know Patrick or Patrick Mahomes getting outscored by Russell Wilson, who looks like he's going to be cut <laughs> by Denver now. Right. Um, it's just insane to me. Uh, so, you know Van Ginkle, he goes and picks him up, doesn't play him. He scores thirty one. Um, but you know, are you going to really start Van Ginkle over Cleo Mack? No, you're not. These guys just didn't perform for him. Uh, on the other hand, Julian, he just had bigger days in the right spots uh, at that quarterback, running back, and and Mike Evans at wide receiver. So. Um, Julie moves on. Unfortunately, uh, Jimmy has to lick his wounds with his great team and and figure something out for next year. Um, he does have your pick, though. So we'll see if he, he holds on to pick, that yeah. and actually makes that pick. I think somebody bet him that he doesn't make that pick. So we'll see <laughs> if, he, if he does that. I, I think I heard that on a pod. I don't remember. Uh, all right. So be... the, next, the next matchup, we had Kellen minus 5.5. Um, this was over under of 381. Which I think hit uh the over would have hit. Um, but Walt gets the win here 241 to 154. Um, tell me a little bit about this one,
1: Ryan. Yeah, so Walt's team, I mean, absolutely goes off. He had three guys scoring single digits, which is that's that's pretty crazy for um his team to play like that. So um Pickens has a humongous day after really being um doing nothing over the past month, I would say. Well, and uh, also we had, he had
0: his teammates talking shit about him, not blocking yeah. for for Jalen Warren.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah, and uh, we actually had something in our chat where Walt is in the playoffs in a different league, and he asked us all who he should start between receivers, and basically Jimmy was like, you can't start Pickens. You should start. He – oh, what was the name? He told Walt that he would start – cardinals receiver from purdue uh
0: is it michael wilson
1: no i have him on my team why can i not think of his name right now um dorch rondale moore he told he told walt that he would start rondale moore over t higgins george pickens george pickens yes
0: yeah (laughs) i just looked at Higgins on my
1: team yeah over george pickens he's no way he told him he'd start rondale um so Walt we, we, listen, we did all gave Jimmy a hard time well. after that uh <laughs> this week um but also Walt goes you know 247 possible points uh he scores 241 that's pretty impressive
0: 98 uh, percent roster efficiency for Walt he's been the yeah. best in the league all year setting the right roster and like I said there's then, one or two think ways that goes right either your team has no depth or you're just really good at making the right picks and you know right. Walt's been making the right
1: picks uh, and and then the healthy. Irish Tigers obviously leaves almost as many points on his bench as he scores uh, in this matchup. So, yeah. really efficient against very inefficient. And that's what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kellen had some really negative game scripts that hurt him. I mean, Cook and Cup both just, just you know, play in kind of dreadful games. Um, even if Kellen was 100% efficient, he still only scores 217. He just didn't have the firepower this week. A lot of single digits, even on his bench. Um, so, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing he can say, like, you know, if I would have did this or if I would have that did that, I would have won. Um, you know, yeah. neither, neither of these teams really could have done anything different and won. I mean, I'm no, I know, you know, obviously Jimmy could have started some players, but I just, I don't, I don't see it. You know what I mean? I don't see, you know, him starting, you know, I guess he could have put a kicker in, uh, you know, Jason Sanders instead of Matt Gay, but. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, kicker cost it for Jimmy. Oh Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, there's nothing Kellen could have done differently. Walt just had. Walt was just a better team. So, all right, that was the matchup. So we have a we have a, a third place game with Kellen and Jimmy, and we have the championship this week with Julian and Walt. Um, that takes us into three yards and a cloud. Are you ready, Ryan? I am ready. All right. So I know you're a notorious. Uh, you believe in the power of the white fantasy football athlete. So uh, <laughs> I have a question for you because I was thinking about this today. Mike and I were talking about it a little bit. Who is the best, the greatest white athlete of all time who is not a quarterback?
1: Greatest white athlete of all time that is not a quarterback. I think it's relevant because wow. there's
0: been that whole Rashad Mendenhall the all-black yeah. team versus the yeah. all-white team. So if you were to think about it, the greatest white athlete, NFL player of all time, who is not a quarterback. And Mike and I were talking, and I'm just going to you know, talk this out with you a little bit. We were between okay. Christian McCaffrey or Luke Keekley. And it's just crazy oh, to me that they're though, that recent of players because I, I couldn't think of anybody other than those guys who I would say would be great. And, and you know, then we're starting to think offensive yeah, I mean, linemen, that... right? And we're like, offensive linemen, but, like, yeah, but, like, none of those offensive linemen are greater than, you know, Orlando Pace or, like, Jonathan Ogden or something like that. But, like, who stands out, like, among the pack? And it, I think it has to be McCaffrey.
1: I mean, maybe Bolitnikoff. I have no
0: idea what that
1: guy did. So – so he was I've, i mean he never was a receiver but i don't know play. i don't know how much of an athlete he was like the boletnikoff award in college yes best receiver is named yep. after him yep um, but I,
0: I know nothing about him other than I,
1: I know nothing about him to tell you if he was a better <laughs> athlete you
0: right yeah so I mean, so like, i mean who who else um <laughs> you know so it's like you know and then everybody's like oh yeah the white team has a chance it's like come on man think about this question right here that we're pondering over it's it's well like, no i mean
1: i uh, the white team does have some on offense. They have some players and I think they can compete against the defense, but I don't on defense we'd be screwed. Like <laughs> there's Yeah. We don't have a corner that can cover the top yeah. 27 receivers for the black team. It was funny. I
0: was talking with a buddy of mine, and he asked me about it. I said we'd have to just Hope Jason seahorn still has his legs because yeah. you know honestly he's the he's the last one of his kind right he's the last one. I, Anyways, I thought that was an interesting question because it really stumped me. I really was like, who is it really? McCaffrey is McCaffrey really number one?
1: Because I can't I think, think of anybody else. I think it's McCaffrey, and honestly, like one of the other ones would be his dad. Like,
0: yeah, <laughs> Mike jokingly said that. I go, who would be third? He goes, Ed McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. To Chris think Collinsworth.
1: Think like, yeah, I said, look, I said the like... exact
0: same thing. I said the exact same thing right after that. And I'm like, obviously not, but still like Larry Zonka. Like, I don't know. Dick <laughs> yeah, Buckus, don't... uh, you know, yeah. uh, Mike Ditka. Oh, Rob Gronkowski is who we said. Rob Gron- uh, Gronk Bronk. would be. Like, oh, yeah, that's be, probably
1: pretty good. Probably. Yeah, I think, I so, think Christian McCaffrey's probably it. To be honest, yeah? athlete.
0: Yeah. Could be, could be like, Ron you know. Christian. Clone him and play him at every position in the because I think in some of those, um, those, uh, you know, some of those guys who were talking yeah, about it on the podcast, they had the, yeah. him at safety. I'm mean, like, come on, man, the guys, never played safety in his life. <laughs> so, all right, all right, that was a fun question. All right, next one is fantasy football, and you're going to hear a lot of, uh, this is a lot of stuff Mike and I talked about today. Um, so Ryan, if you had to choose, um, and let's say, let's say there were no picks in anybody's cabinet, right? If you had okay. to choose a team in the HFL right now, me or Mike, who are you picking? You. To, to, to take over. You. Even without my picks. with Without knowing that I'm going to have two, uh, the number one, number two overall pick this year.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Any Any insight on that?
1: I just... It- you have the younger... Um, I feel like I can you can you can whip together a defense, right? Like, yep. I mean, you have you have some players on the defensive side too, but you can whip together a defense. I feel like your young offensive players, Bijan, Trevor. I mean, you you have Jordan Love, shit. Um, and then having, you know, Mingo, and Smith and Jigba, uh, Watson, Nico Collins. I think some of those guys, even Bateman, I'm still I'm still on the Bateman train somehow, some way, somehow, I don't know. Well, um, if you but... want
0: him, come get him, because I am <laughs> <laughs> at my wits end with this dude. Um, You can't blame it all on him, I don't think. But okay, so you're taking Mike. So that that being said, you know, that was just a me versus Mike thing. Is there a team that you would rather have other than your own right now, Picks be damned? That you were like, yeah, give me that team right now. I'll take that and, and swap
1: picks be damned is there a team i would rather have um i honestly wouldn't mind having a rico's team
0: yeah
1: i think that'd be a good
0: i think i think i think it's usually either between a rico jimmy or dave would be the teams i think uh that pop up just because dave has has puka st brown garrett wilson you know he's got you know Tua now at QB um so i think you know there's an argument to be made for Dave's team as well he's got Ramondre Stevenson Kenneth Walker um you know i think Julian and Kellen could get themselves in that comp- in that conversation as well
1: oh for sure Julian's um, a little older that's probably why I go a little younger with the Rico's team yeah
0: so you're going to Rico
1: i think so i think that's if there was any team that we could just swap i think that's the team that i would take
0: okay all right, cool, 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 cool. All right. There is my last question. It's gonna be HFL focus. Um, <clears throat> do you think there's gonna be any significant rule changes coming this offseason, or do you think we're kind of rule proposal out and everybody is kind of settling in with the league that we have right now?
1: Um, so I don't think there'll be as many as we have had in the past. I don't feel um, I do think that there's going to be there's still gonna be talks about the kicker getting taken out and it's not gonna pass. Um mm-hmm. but I think there's also gonna be God, we were just talking about the other day. Um get bidding zero dollars and getting a player, I think is going to be talked about a lot this offseason. Okay. Especially like- now that Walt like, Walt, has, Walt doesn't have a kicker this week, so if he could pick up a kicker with $0, like, you put in a bid and no one else bids, you get that player at $0. I think it has some merit to it. Just uh, Yeah,
0: but shouldn't you have to, like, manage your... Like, shouldn't you have to manage your FAB? Like, have not... an emergency FAB on, on, on hand? Like, that's right. my I'm... thing. It's like, there's a reason why we... I mean, Ryan, you were here longer than I have been. You remember when we had five ads and i think even oh, before yeah. that it was three and you had to manage yeah. that shit yeah. and like and mm-hmm. once you were out you were out tough titty so like i don't know man I'm... yeah
1: and i i lean towards like tough it out um that's just kind of how i have been um but the the thing that i think brings merit to the zero dollar and I, I i honestly don't know i haven't thought about it enough to know what side i'm on on this um i probably lean towards the keep it the way it is um but the merit the 0 dollar um bids brings is um since we um don't have to drop anyone you know like we're not making people drop someone on their team to pick someone up i yeah. don't yeah i mean you can
0: you can have yeah yeah I don't know. For me, I think you have to pay money if you want to add somebody in the in season. I think you have to manage your 100 fab, and this is a perfect example of, hey, look, you didn't keep a buck on hand just in case something went wrong. Right. And Sorry, that's something to be
1: said about know? Walt. Like, I, I don't know how much fab I have left, but probably over 50. Like, I... What did you do with your fab that you know you lost have, all that? I
0: still have two dollars, right? So like yeah, I don't know. Could you like and if but here's the other thing. If we had trades available right now, right? That's the other thing we could do right. is say, hey, if there are could trades trade available, it. yeah. Look, look, Walt, you need a kicker? Give me a fourth and I'll pick somebody up and, and ship them your way. Right. So you know what I mean? Like, you know, for a for a buck or something, you know. So like I think there's there could be other solutions than than going zero dollars because Oh man, I, I I don't like it. I don't like it. I think you should have to manage your Fab in season. That's the whole reason we have it. I don't well, mind I don't the one off thing. season because you know you're trying to like form your team, but I think in season you got to manage your, your money.
1: Yeah.
0: So I didn't even yeah. realize that he doesn't have a kicker this week.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have a kicker this week. That's a shame. He is kickerless. Yeah. Imagine. So a, imagine you, losing he's... by four.
0: Oh my God! No wonder the line is at minus nine and a half. Um, do you have any proposals <laughs> that you're thinking of? I think, um, I think, I, I think really for sure. Any... So, so it sounds like the zero dollar proposal is going to come. It sounds like we're going to talk, no kicker. It sounds like we're going to talk about the um, week 14 draft. Uh, your opponent. I think right. it sounds like that's going to go up and going to pass. I, other than that, I don't think there's going to be any. I don't think we're touching points anymore. I don't think we're you know touching roster positions i think we're going to stick with roster positions i think we'll stick with points i think everybody's settled in and is satisfied with where all that is at
1: but do you have any other thing to think of i i don't uh someone will think of something though something something that'll try to benefit them (laughs) yeah uh in some way but yeah no i taken i like the way everything is right now i can't Mm -hmm. think of anything that should be changed like Um, should change
0: yeah, uh, waivers running on Monday.
1: I yeah, think that's okay. going to be a yeah, question: is that,
0: that if you yeah. know if I'm dropping a guy who hasn't played yet for a guy who hasn't played yet, can we run waivers on Monday? So, right, because uh, that that gives you the opportunity to maybe wait to see if your guy's going to play. If he isn't, you could drop him, pick somebody else up, or you yeah, know, keep an open spot. I think we should run him on Monday. Other than that, I think it's going to be a pretty quiet off season. I think there's just going to be a lot of shit talking and and a lot of build up to the draft. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the league announcements. So, interesting week this week. We have the Jets-Browns tonight, eight fifteen. 15 You got a Saturday night primetime game, Detroit at Dallas. Currently, Dallas is minus four and a half. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that. I got all sorts of heebies, heebies about this game uh, <laughs> tomorrow night or Saturday night. Um, so, that being said, guys – we will know who the champ is Sunday night. There is no Monday night football, right? We have the, the college football playoff going on Monday. Uh, so roll tied, but there is no Monday night football. So um, that is all I had for the announcements. So I don't know if Jimmy and Kellen are they care too much or how much they're going <laughs> to set their team, but uh, I wanted to give them a little bit of love, you know. Uh, they are still playing this week for third place. I think third gets their money back. I'm not quite sure. I think that's how it works.
1: I think so. Yeah. Um,
0: but I want to give them a little love. I want to talk a little bit about their lineup. Maybe not dive, dive, deep dive like we're going to be doing in the next one. Um, but I imagine Kellen uh, is going to make a couple of changes here. I I don't think he's going to be starting Sam Howell this week with a, you know, a high scoring event happening Saturday night with golf and Prescott. I think he's going to coin flip that one. Um, But, uh, you know, looking at both rosters, I think the key is going to be Waddle is out this week, and I believe Tyreek is playing, and they're trying to still have him break that record. He needs 152 yards a game over the next two games to do it. Um, So I think that's going to be the key to this matchup. I think Jimmy's going to win, and actually I think they're both going to rebound quite nicely from last week, 215 to 192.
1: Yeah, so I, I I agree with you. I'm not sure that it is that close though. I think Jimmy kind of takes this one over, um, and and scores quite a bit of points this week. Probably you know over the 200 range. I like that with for you. Um, but do they you know do they change their lineups? Do they look at their lineups or you know is is Kellen's tail between his legs, yeah. just kind of you know hiding out this week? Maybe they I don't agree. know. If Maybe that is a not agree or what,
0: but chop third place money or something i don't know
1: right right um yeah so i I don't think it's gonna be very close i think jimmy wins um the real question is can the jedi outscore his dumbass again
0: oh yeah that would be interesting (laughs) that would be interesting all right that is a third place game so let's get into just ryan a little bit of the history here um i'm gonna go over some history and then stop me Ask me a question as we go, but I'm just going to start diving into a couple of points that I think we need to touch before we get into the actual game analysis, in which we will go position by position and talk about who we like better uh, before we pick our winners tonight. Um, so we have the nine and five River Rats versus the 11 and three Shade. Both teams uh, got here in very different fashions. Uh, Walt was good early and often. Walt had an average winning margin when he won of 48 points, which is very, very impressive. He had a losing margin, which may be even more impressive, of only 13 points on the three losses that he had this year, only lost by an average of 13. Um, He also led the league in the least scored against team, his opponents only averaging 159.4 points. That didn't stop him, however, from still being the third highest scoring team in the league, averaging 196.7 points per week. Um. Walt had the league's sixth best offense. In my preseason rankings, I had him at seven, so very close. However, something I did not see happening is Walt having the number one overall defense in the league. He was fifth in my rankings. Now, it was by a pretty wide margin when you think of it. He outscored Jimmy by 46, Kellen by 58, and then every the table drops out. Jimmy, Kellen, Walt at the top. Those are your top three defenses in the league. Walt was the best of the best. Um, it's been smooth sailing, really, for Walt most of the season, um, but he does have a tall order ahead of him this week. One team he lost to during the regular season. Walt's biggest win was Week 7 versus the Bijan Dijons. Uh, he 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 beat me by 104.63 points, which is almost as <laughs> much... Hold on. It is almost as much as the lowest points scored this season by Scott. 104.78. Is uh, how <laughs> much... You if you would have added my... If you'd have beat you by a Scott, but in week one Scott scored one hundred four point seven eight. If you'd have given me Scott's points, I would have I would have just edged him out by like 0.15. So, (laughs) um, his biggest loss was to the Snowmen uh, in week two by twenty four point seven seven points. But in that matchup, he still scored two hundred and eleven. Um, so he just was out out muscled by Jimmy that week. Um, but I think uh, Walt's going to be and has been. A tough out for sure uh any any comments from you on on the history of walton how he got here
1: yeah i didn't realize that his losses were all so close i knew there was a couple of real close ones in there that he lost that he you know was commenting and texting us about lamar and him pissing him off <laughs> but uh mm-hmm. but no i didn't realize they were that close and that he scored 211 in a in his biggest loss of the season so yeah. i mean that uh that would make me feel good if I was Walt for sure. If you're if you're losing close ones and you're putting up numbers like that, even in losses, you have to be to feel pretty good about your chances.
0: Yeah, his other loss was to Julian, and his other loss after that was Corey Stevens, um, he lost by one point three eight and eleven point seven nine points, uh, respectively. So, um, in both in both of those, he didn't really score all that well um, and kind of let them get away with it. But um, yeah, I mean he's had a he's had an excellent season, an excellent season. Next, we have Julian. Uh, Julian was a slow starter this year. Started 0-3 with losses to Corey Stevens, yourself, and Brendan, uh, which we all know at this point you're all trash. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, fair. But, he, but he rebounded, uh, winning nine of his next 11, um, including a win against Walt by 1.38 points, 177.8 to 176.4. Julian averaged had an average winning margin of 33 points. However, in his losing efforts, uh, he lost by an average of 23 points. So when he lost, he didn't show up. Um, Julian had the fifth most scored on team in the league at 181.7 points. But um, even with that slow start he had, he still was able to be the fourth highest scoring team in the league with 193.4 points. Julian had this league's second highest scoring offense. I predicted that to be the case. I had him ranked my number two offense in the league. However, he managed to put up the sixth highest scoring defense. In my preseason poll, he was at 10. Um, So it's been a struggle uh, this year for Julian, but he's been enjoying a lot of success as of late. Julian's biggest win came in week five versus Scott by 88 and a half points. His biggest loss was in week three uh, to Brendan by 59. Um, Julian has done it once, but can he do it again? I know it's hard to beat the same team twice in a season, but, uh, you know, he's got to he's got to do it. He's got to beat Walt again to, to get it done. What do you think about uh, any yeah, comments so, from you?
1: I know I had I had Julian as, you know, a pretty good team coming out in the year. And uh, so he started off with that first loss and then I played him and uh, I was one and zero at the time. And I was like, well, shoot, you know, I go one and one. I'll feel pretty decent about my first two game start. Cause I think in the first week I played someone decent too, maybe Corey Stevens, someone decent too, in the first week. Um, And so I was feeling pretty good about myself and then I beat him and I was like, Oh my God. But then, you know, he loves, he loses again and goes Oh and three and starts like one and four. And I was like, what is going on with Julian? Like his team is still good. He's scoring points. He's just not on the right end. So I kind of thought that he would come back, but I wasn't sure he would make the playoffs, you know, like at one and four, that's tough. You know, you, you can't lose very many, many more games to, uh, to make the playoffs. So he did pull through.
0: I mean, if you take out, if you take out his blowout loss to in week three to Brendan, his average losing point margin was only 14 points. Um, And then you look at the key games in his season this year, Um, He beat Walt, obviously, which was a huge win uh, by only 1.38 points, and then the the elusive or the um, I don't know infamous uh, game against Orico where he won by five points because Orico failed to start Jordan Addison, Uh, (laughs) and I think Corey was you know calling him out for it or something. Yeah, I think I had bet on on Orico that week as my upside of the week, and you know, but uh, other than that, I think the rest of his games on the way out, other than. Uh, against Corey Hagerman, where he won by 9.7, like other, uh, yeah. So other than that, he beat, he beat Kellen by 44. He beat me by 48. He beat Jeff by 42 and he beat Dave by 46. Wow. So, uh, you know, some really good games there in his last six or three out of his last seven where he he won handedly. Um, So that is that. So are you ready to get into the matchup? I'm ready to go. We have Julian, minus nine and a half. Over-under for this game is set at 400. Let's take it position by position. Why don't you lead us off and let's talk about this quarterback matchup, Lamar Jackson versus Jalen Hurts.
1: All right, yeah. So I think Hurts against the Cardinals this week, it's got to be a great matchup for him. Definitely um, The Cardinals are, are struggling. They I don't think their offense is going to hold the ball a long time against the Eagles defense. So I think that Hertz is going to have the ball a lot in order to score. Uh can that offense, the Eagles offense, really get going again and you know put some big points on the board? Um it remains to be seen. Uh Jackson, I think, is I mean, the Ravens are so good that he he's not having to do a lot of scoring in fantasy football in order to win football games. So they're running the ball a lot, um, scoring a lot there. Their defense is turning the ball over. You know, they're getting short fields. They're doing, you know, all the right things. So it's it's tough to score fantasy points when your team is playing so good around you. So um, I think my edge for the quarterback position is the River Rats. Not mm-hmm. because I think he's a better quarterback, but mainly because I just who they're playing and, and how they've been playing. I think that Hertz has the advantage in uh, um, just chances to score points this week.
0: Yeah. I think it's a very intriguing matchup. Both teams are playing at home, so they're going to be very comfortable. Unfortunately, they're both outdoors. Um, one team is playing the good weather. Uh, opponent, the other team is playing a team that's used to playing indoors. I don't know what the weather in Philly and Baltimore looks like this weekend. If it's anything like what we're getting today, it's gonna suck. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, however, you know, Hertz has the 27th ranked fantasy defense versus a quarterback, Lamar has the number 16 ranked fantasy defense against a quarterback. Hertz currently has triple the amount of rushing touchdowns 15 to Lamar's five. Um, so if the weather's good or bad, I think. Jalen Hurts against a worse passing defense or worse defense against a quarterback, let's say, in fantasy. Obviously would have the edge this week. I'm giving I'm giving the edge to Julian and the River Rats at quarterback. So, moving on to running backs. Both teams going with a three running back, two wide receiver play. The best of the bunch is Christian McCaffrey, like we said, all-time goaded white athlete. Um, <laughs> uh, and he's on the shade. Um, so, pretty much um, his matchup is great, 27th-ranked uh, defense against the running back position in Washington. However, it is tough to play in D.C. because um, they are on the road. Uh, five out of the six running backs played this week in this matchup are on the road um, at a, at an opponent. So um, the other matchups have uh, – Julian has his running backs, Henry, Kamara. Last time they played these divisional opponents, Houston and Tampa Bay, did not fare very well. I think Kamara scored 14. Henry scored three. Um, so not great. Yeah. Reese on the road. Uh, I don't think you can expect the exact same you know, outcome as last week when he almost put up 40. Uh, he, he, again, tonight gets a tough Cleveland defense. So it'll be interesting to see there. Zeke now, it's the Zeke show in New England because uh, reminder Stevenson has officially been put on IR. So it's just going to be Zeke, 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 and a lot of Zeke. And then you got you got Gus Edwards, who now with, uh, with Keaton Mitchell out, um, it's the Gus show. I think a little bit of Justice Hill, but Gus is going to get a lot of the work, even on the goal line. They're not running Lamar; they're, getting, they're turning around and handing it to Gus. Um, so for me, I got to give a slight edge to Walt here, but it's it's just barely uh, slight to Walt, and that's just because he has CMC, the man.
1: Yeah, so I think that uh this was my toughest position in this matchup for sure to really choose a side. Um obviously the the best guy is Christian. Um he, and he can, you know, he could easily you know, outscore the whole lineup that uh Julian puts out there if he plays, you know, his absolute best game and, you know, scores three touchdowns or whatever it may be. Um I think that I like I just maybe it's just the names. I like the, the three guys, even with tough matchups uh, that Julian can put out there this week over, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm not a big Zeke guy anymore. I know he's been scoring points. I know Gus has always been good when he's been given a chance.
0: They're I just like the names downs. over. That's what they'll do. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. I just like the name on Julian's side better. I give him a slight edge, but like I said, Okay. If Christian McCaffrey plays like he is capable of playing, it, I mean, it definitely swings this game to Walt's side.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I got it. All right. So we differ a little bit there. Let's get into the, the wide receivers. Um, why don't you go ahead and start us off with the wide receiver breakdown?
1: All right. So wide receiver, um, we have Diggs and Evans against Dub, Dobbs and Pickens. Um, in my opinion, this isn't close, really. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Pickens had a huge game last week. I cannot – Imagine that happens again. Maybe, maybe Rudolph's his guy. Uh, maybe he just feeds him and and has another game like that, or they found something with him that they can do again. Um, but even then, uh, Dobbs, in my opinion, in Green Bay is you know a wide receiver three. Uh, now obviously with some of their guys being hurt there, I don't know if Reed's playing again this week or not. Um. He didn't play last week and Dobbs played pretty well. Um was Watson out last week too. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I mean, obviously Dobbs was like the number one guy there last week and him and Wicks, you know, had a you know battle like it Wicks, out for man. some catches and stuff like that. So do I. I have him yeah. in a different league, actually. Um yeah, and like uh so yeah, I like I like Wicks. I like Reed. So if those if all those guys are playing, I think Dobbs takes a hit. I think this is pretty easy for me. Like, Diggs and Evans are game changers.
0: Yeah, so I know what you're saying, right? Diggs and Evans. <laughs> like, to me, it's easy to give Julian the nod here. Last time Diggs played the Patriots, uh, he scored 14 points. Last time Mike Evans played the New Orleans Saints, he scored five and a half points. Now, granted, things have changed. Quarterbacks have changed. Right. uh I think Derek Carr isn't playing now or not Derek Carr um I think um situations have changed in both teams with with both of these matchups um but I mean that's a combined 20 points right there you know George Pickens might be finding you know uh some momentum here um and you know they're at Seattle not great but still the number 22 ranked fantasy football defense versus wide receivers Romeo Dobbs even with his you know, newly found role, still managed to find the end zone last time he played the Vikings. The Vikings are susceptible as a 25th ranked defense versus the pass. Um, and you know, number seven for Mike Evans going against the Saints and Stefan Diggs. I tell you what, that New England defense still packs a punch and they're 19th in the in the league. So the matchups are better for Walt, but the talent is there for Julian. I'm going to lean Julian at the wide receiver, but I wouldn't be surprised if Pickens and Dobbs outscores Diggs and Evans this week. That being said, let's move ourselves on to tight end. Uh, me, I love Evan Ingram. I love his matchup versus Carolina. This is an outright position win for Walt uh, over Tucker Kraft in Green Bay.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, I wrote on here, he's a much better option than Kraft. It's the shade by a lot in this one.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we got kicker. Obviously, no kicker for Walt. I didn't even realize that. Honestly, I I heard him say, like, oh, yeah, hand- handing out handies, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, that's insane to me that he doesn't have fab that can go out and get him a kicker. It's crazy yeah. to me. Anyways, let's move on to defensive line. Um, start us out with the defensive line Uh, you know we got the double defensive tackle for Julian and the defensive tackle defensive end combo for Walt
1: yeah so those defensive tackles for really both teams have been pretty consistent as of late Um, I've had that in the past and then I started defensive tackle and they score me two and it drives yeah. me insane <laughs> uh, yeah, and,
0: it's, and it's two QB hits or something like that yeah exactly
1: <laughs> So um Mad Max and against Siler and Phillips um like I said Siler's been absolutely stud the last 4 weeks. I mean he has 15 and a half, 20 and a half, 15 and a half and 17 and a half for his last 4 weeks. That's crazy yeah. for a defensive lineman, but I can just I can see it now the the 3 point game coming yeah. out uh like, in like, the championship. like week week
0: 7 at Eagles, 2 points, 1 tackle. Yeah. Week yeah. week 8, 6 points Patriots, 2 tackles.
1: Right. Yeah, uh week like four it,
0: versus the Broncos. Uh one assisted tackle. <laughs> you know, like yeah. uh, drives me insane it's gonna
1: happen. So uh when it comes to D-line and you have mad max on your team, I'm gonna give you the sh- the edge most of the time. So I'm gonna go mad max and uh the shade here with the edge.
0: Yeah, I mean for me it's a solid unit for Julian, but Walt has Max and Autry, and I think that's I think they're both having great seasons, and we know Max. Max has a 30-point ceiling, and honestly, mm. Autry only has three games in the single digits this year through 16. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that he has the more consistent defensive tackle if we're starting defensive tackles, and he has a guy who has a ceiling that is uncapped. I mean, we could see Mad Max put up a 55-point Khalil Mac week, right? Like, who knows? And it's against the Colts with Gardner Minshew. You know, I don't know. But they're saying he's playing. Um, I don't know. It shows him is questionable right now. Um, but I everything I read says Max is going to play. I just by the way, he was, he was crazy. Six five two fifty five. There was this picture the other day of him standing next to Aaron Donald, and he made Aaron Donald look small.
1: <laughs> yeah, like
0: seriously, just an absolute giant of a man who plays to the to the very last note of the whistle escapes the air. This is this how this guy's motor is? I love me some Max Crosby. All right next we're getting into linebackers and dbs um, julian going with a two linebacker three db three db setup walt going three linebackers two dbs um to talk a little bit about the the linebackers walt has two guys in forsay delucon and and alex singleton which was a great move uh, by walt towards the end of the season or right right at the end of the trade deadline getting him Um, he's been great other than i think the week against the lions he's had double digit tackles in in almost every single one of his weeks putting up almost 20 points and then um, force aid is just an absolute tackle machine Um, and then you have cj mosley and kaliki hudson who i was just looking has had a couple of good weeks (laughs) has now kind of thrust himself into a starting position and that's who he's going to lean on um so you know, when we talk about Logan Wilson, I think I'm going to save that a little bit for the for the defensive back discussion. I think it makes it a bit more comparable. Um, but I think from C.J. Mosley and Kaliki Hudson versus Forsyth and Alex Singleton, I think this is a clear position win for Walt.
1: Yeah, so I, I have the same thing. Um, my Kalik Hudson, Michigan, by the way, um, has been starting the last couple of weeks. Um really this is like his it's either his third or fourth year in the NFL. I think third year in the NFL and he hasn't mm-hmm. had much playing time at all. Actually, we're we're in a 32 team league and I have him on my team. I drafted him late um just as a guy that you know could yeah. could do some things. And he's I mean, over the last couple of weeks been playing really well. It's good to see. Um, but I'm not sure that I start him if I'm Julian. I, I just look at Frankie Louvu and the ceiling that he has. And I know he can bite you in the butt and get you a low, you know, that low floor, yeah. but
0: I guess if such guy, guy can go absolutely... and it looks like CJ Beathard is gonna be uh playing, so
1: yeah. I love just... calling
0: on Beathard, by the way. What a <laughs> what chode that guy is. Anyways, um
1: <laughs> just the just the, the ceiling for Frankie Luvu, I feel like is higher than a Khalik Hudson. Yeah. So um yeah. I I definitely give the the edge to the shade. They're very consistent linebackers.
0: Yeah, I think we could definitely still see some lineup changes from both teams. Uh, let's just let's put that out there. And and by the way, we're not experts, right? Don't let this influence your decision. I don't want everybody blaming Ryan when when Kobe right. Hudson goes <laughs> off and Frankie Luvu takes a big old dump down his leg. So uh all right. Lastly let's uh let's talk DBs. Um but let's do blankenship Joseph Winfield for uh, Julian and let's talk Logan Wilson, Cameron Bynum, Jordan, Jalen Petrie for Walt. Why don't you lead us off here?
1: Yeah. So um, this is another group like last, last week, Julian had a ton of problems starting in which guy to start correctly. Yeah. Um, he didn't choose correctly very often. The one guy that he can honestly be plug in and, he's going to get a great week out of is Antoine Winfield. The guy's a stud. Um, he's going to give you probably double digit points and you're not going to blink twice about it. Um, he's also can give you the humongous weeks. Uh, there's a couple of them this season that he had. Um, I think with him uh, just being who he is that alone, all the other guys, in my opinion are really similar guys um I give the edge to the rats this week. Even throwing in Logan Wilson to that group,
0: yeah. So Antoine Winfield has four four games this year in single digits. That's one more than Denico Autry, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> much different seasons, much higher ceilings, right? But um, so for me, Cameron Bynum is is right up there with with Winfield and and his ceiling and what he can do. He's been an absolute tackle machine for them, uh, for Minnesota. That is. And and I think Petrie can also hit that last couple games. Um, he struggled a little bit. Uh, but I think he definitely has that high ceiling potential. Um, I think both those guys kind of cancel out the Winfield Blankenship matchup. And then it comes down to Kirby Joseph versus Logan Wilson. And and for me, I think, I think Logan Wilson getting, you know, 100% of the snaps. Joseph has just kind of come on and had a big week last week. Before that, I mean, seven points, nine points, nine points, eight points, seven points. Like, I don't know if that's somebody who I'd feel very comfortable going into the finals with when I have, like, you know, guys like Tyron Matthew, who I know can go off. Or, like you said, Frankie um So, I don't and know. And that
1: Melifano guy now for the Lions, that dude's been going nuts. <laughs> Man,
0: how much is he gonna take, you know, from I don't know, from Kirby? And I think yeah. you know, CJ GJ is now back uh practicing. So I don't know. I think I think Julian might need to figure something out with that Joseph spot, but I think I like Wilson a little bit better. But considering DB versus LB, you got a bit more of a point advantage with the defensive back for tackles. So for me, I think this is a wash. I think it's a wash for defensive backs. Winfield, I think, is going to be a key, but we'll get into that in the next segment. So that is the player breakdown. What is your prediction for the winner? And give me a score.
1: Give you a score. Um. So I think that I, I have the rats. I'm going to go with the rats. I have their money line. I sent Corey the message already. I'm going rats, money line. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. Mm -hmm. um i'm honestly not sure he covers i'm gonna call it i think it's gonna stay relatively lower scoring i think i'm gonna i'll call it 197 to 190.
0: okay okay so i'm i'm on walt plus nine and a half but i'm also i'm betting walt plus nine and a half but i think walt wins this i think walt wins outright i think i i've given him you know i've given him the edge at linebacker i've given him the edge at defensive line I think it's an outright win at, at tight end. I think he, you know, has way better matchups at, at the receiver position. Just is a bit out-talented there. Um, and then at running back, I think it's it's him. And he can compete at the quarterback position. The only thing that he doesn't have going for him is he doesn't have a freaking kicker this week. But <laughs> that's why I'm taking the nine and a half uh, on my bet. But I think he wins. I think he is a big day from those guys that we say can have big days. And Walt wins 218 to 211. I think these guys go off. They give us a show um, all the way up until Sunday night football. Let me see. Do they have anybody? So we got Cameron Bynum going Sunday night. We have Romeo Dobbs going Sunday night for Walt. And then Sunday night games. We have Tucker Kraft that'll be going Sunday night. Harrison Phillips will be going Sunday night for Julian. Um, so we're gonna have some some fireworks. At least four guys are gonna be going if the if they stay with the current lineups that'll be going Sunday night. That'll give us a little bit of intrigue, I think for us to be watching. Yeah. Two and
1: two also. So that's kind of cool that you got, you know, you have the same amount of guys going,
0: but I mean, you got a, you got a wide receiver and a, what else did I say? A wide receiver and a safety for Walt versus a tight end and a defensive tackle yeah, yeah, so Julian better hope he goes into that game with the lead. He
1: should be ahead. <laughs>
0: he should be yeah. ahead. So, I mean, I think we're going to get some intrigue. I think we're going to get some high scoring. I think it's going to be a lot of fun this week. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun tonight, just to kick this off. Let's see. Do we have players going tonight? We have uh, what we would have had Dustin Hopkins. For, yeah.
1: R.I.P. We have CJ Mosley.
0: Uh, we have CJ Mosley tonight. Brees Hall. We got Brees, Brees Hall, Hall tonight. That's going to be huge to watch tonight. Walt's going to be watching with his butt puckered. I'm sure. Uh, um, yeah, Walt
1: has no one, he doesn't and have anyone tonight. No he,
0: he, w- he would have the kicker, but
1: you know, he would have a kicker,
0: <laughs> but he does not. Okay, um, let's get into our final thought best players in this championship. I'm going to start us off. I have a tie at number five. I'm going Lamar Jackson, Antoine Winfield. I think those two guys, one, could cancel each other out, two, are going to be huge impact players. Uh, and how this how this. Decision how this plays out in the championship. Who's your number five?
1: My number five is Derrick Henry. Um, he's he's still an absolute beast. I know he's getting older. Um, but if the Titans feed him the ball, you know, and they just, you know, just feed it to him like they have in the past, he could definitely swing uh Julian's chances here yeah. if he has a couple touchdowns. So I, I think that's a pretty important player in this, especially at that running back position.
0: Yeah, last five weeks for Derrick Henry, um, he scored 20 points, 27 points, 17, three two weeks ago, twenty almost twenty-two last week. But you know what all those games have in common is that he touched the ball 20 times.
1: Right. Yeah two
0: games before that he touched the ball 10 times each, two points, four points. Um the rest of the game <laughs> or two games before that, he touched the ball over 20 times, 17 points, 17 points. So I think you're if you're if you're yep. right, they got to get him the ball at least 20 times um and and they can see uh they could see some success there. who's your number five?
1: Uh, four four. I mean, four yeah four four my number four is uh Lamar Jackson. I think okay. um I do have him here just because i I said I gave Hertz the edge um i I think the ceiling for the quarterback position is with Lamar Jackson though I mean he's mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. one of the most electrifying guys in the league um he can run for a hundred yards, any given moment. Yeah. Um, and if he was to do something like that or throw a few, few more touchdowns than he has in the past or run a few in uh, more than he has in the past without giving the ball off. Um, I think that he could be a pretty key in this, you know, if he has a 30 point day, I think it's hard to beat Walt.
0: Yeah. Uh, my number four is Brees Hall. I think Brees showed why he was such a highly picked uh, running back in the league. And I think what the number one overall pick a couple of years ago in our draft, so I think he's going to be a guy to watch who has just an absolute tremendous ceiling tonight. Um, and, again, he caught, I think it was eight balls or nine balls last week. So it's not like you're just, like, worried about them just turning around and handing the ball off to him. He caught 12 passes last week for 96 shards. He has 65, yeah. he has 65 catches, 537, and three touchdowns. That would probably put him – you know what? We're going to take a peek at this real quick. Just real quick. <laughs> Stick with me. I'm just going to search up some stuff. We're going to look at receiving stats. And the advanced best players in the world, receiving stats, all offense. How many yards? He has five let's see, receiving yards. He has. I'm just
1: looking at Walt. One of Walt's starters at receiver is Romeo Dobbs. He has 56 for 646.
0: Yeah, so Brees Hall.
1: <laughs> he's almost Romeo Dobbs.
0: Yeah, so he's. No, no. So here's the funny thing Brees Hall and Christian McCaffrey, um, both have 537 yards receiving this year
1: yeah
0: right I mean come on right Brees I know I know CMC is CMC but you know that puts I mean Brees is the 71st person in receiving yards this year Uh, and if we look at receptions it's 53 receptions that puts him I mean right was it 53 No, he has 65 receptions this year. 65. Puts, 65 receptions for Brees Hall. That puts him 34th in the league. He has nine back.
1: more catches than Romeo Dobbs, who Walt is starting at receiver. Yeah. And
0: if you just sort by all just only running backs, he's, he He has is, more catches
1: than George Pickens.
0: <laughs> he is number two. He is number two to only Alvin Kamara in receptions yeah. this year. And Kamara missed four games. <laughs>
1: Tamara also on julian's team <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah crazy right i mean there's a a reason you get these guys and they catch passes but Brees hall to me is number four uh best player in this matchup number three for me i have jalen hurts um i understand what you're saying with lamar having the highest ceiling but, Le- but jalen has three times the rushing touchdowns as lamar and he has much better receiving options so I think yes. there's an opportunity for him to have a two touchdown on the ground, three touchdown through the air kind of game, especially against a very susceptible Arizona team. So for me, it's Jalen Hurts. I did have Lamar at five, but I think Jalen Hurts is is a little bit better, a little bit more of a key piece here from a fantasy football perspective. Um so who's your three and then give me your two?
1: My number three is Mad Max. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just think that Max Crosby has the ability, like you talked about, to score 30 yep. any given week. And if that's the case, I mean, when a DN scores like that against you in a game, it sucks so bad. It's disheartening. You're, like, you're expecting it from one of the offensive guys, and then you mm-hmm. get hit by a, a 30 by a, you know. You know, I need two
0: receivers and... now to have good days to make up for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it sucks. So I think Mad Max is my number three here. My number two um, is a guy that I talked about. We talked about a little bit. And I I I struggled on which way to put these guys. Um I had it this way. I might actually honestly flip it and have uh Crosby at two and this guy at three is Antoine Winfield. I think he's been consistent That's all year. Um he's definitely gonna need um stud another consistent day out of him and almost even like so four out of the last five weeks he scored, um, or three out of the last four weeks he scored, 26, 21, 21, and then 18. I think he's got to have a, a week of 20 out of Antoine, um, and it's going to look pretty good for Julian.
0: Antoine Winfield at safety, 272.5 points, the number one overall defensive player in the league, outscoring T.J. Watt, who has 17 sacks who and is currently at 266 points. Antoine Winfield himself has five sacks uh, this year. So, yeah. um, just absolute yeah. beast. Five tackles for loss, three picks, five forced fumbles. Antoine Winfield has just been le- absolutely lighting it up. Best defensive player, fantasy-wise, in the league, even outscoring Max Crosby, who's the number three. Um, yeah. That being said, number two, I have Max. I have Max Crosby, and I think it's because of his ceiling. Um, And, like I said, the guy has... The, a motor on him like you have never seen before right there's a handful of people off the top of my head that I can name that maybe has a motor like Max does but I mean it makes you
1: angry that he's from Eastern right like
0: yeah I mean <laughs> yeah kind of sort of like you know like he could have played at Central like why not yeah but um yeah and then uh you know I think obviously we're gonna have the, the same guy number one we have Christian McCaffrey yeah. uh best player in this matchup And, um, you know, again, I think I've said it multiple times on this pod. You have to give Walt the credit, the props here, right? Walt went pre-camp, right? This was in July and made a move for Christian McCaffrey and George Pickens. And these guys have stayed healthy. Walt has had great success with his team this year, other than this kicker fiasco we have with health, right? I mean, I don't know a a starter in his lineup that he started – this year other than tank Dell. Right. I mean, let's just right. give the, give the nod where it's at. That was unfortunate for him for sure. Um, but he went out and made a move and got a guy like Gus Edwards and Zeke happened to find his way into a starting role, which has really helped him a lot. Um, so other than tank, I think everything has kind of went Walt's way, but you know, he put his balls on the table and he said, I'm going for it. He sold his entire future for this and went out and got McCaffrey and Pickens before they even made it out of camp. And you know, how many guys get lost and, uh, the season just in camp or even in in week one right and he said screw it i'm gonna go for it and it got him to an 11 and 3 season and it got him right here on the precipice of winning winning a championship so i gotta give it up for him and i think julian too julian knew exactly what he did i think when i had him on the pod a few uh, like a year ago or so he told me you know i'm a three running back guy i'm gonna go get it and and he's He's got the right guys, right? Like Kamara and Brees, who are catching footballs, who are basically they run the offense through, and then Derrick Henry is is you know still that stud that he's 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 you know working until he's dead. But you know he went out and got Jalen Hurts last year. You know what I mean? He went out and and found the right pieces and and has worked his way back uh, into the playoffs and and here at the championship. Both these guys are all in, and it's just great to see them competing this week for the championship.
1: Did by the way, this guy, this quarterback for Kansas State is kind of legit. Um, <laughs> Avery Johnson is his name, he's not a basketball player. Um, does he talk like this though? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I gotta give credit to Walt. I mean, he's one of those guys that I feel like, I feel like if, if our league had a darling that everyone kind of rooted for all the time, it's Walt, you know, like. Uh, we all want um, his alter ego to come back but he's stashed him for the last two years Um, he just has always been on that shit (laughs) (laughs) right he's always been on the uh, the downside of things and Yeah. uh, yeah I mean to go out and get Christian McCaffrey the way he did and then also you know put it all in with George Pickens and to come out and be in the championship game now and um, it's pretty impressive. I mean, Julian is where we kind of all thought he was going to be last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was one of all of our favorites last year and he just didn't really, you know, nothing really went his way at the end of the season, probably because of Ty gate asshole. Uh, and so he got what he deserved last year and, you know, sacrificed whatever he needed to. And he's back here this year. And so, yeah, I love that it's between two guys that haven't won one yet. Uh, that might be my favorite part about this whole thing is that, you know, we can clearly see that the league cares and that people are trying to win and that we have many, many teams that are capable of putting together a team that can make to the championship.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if Walt wins, he won't, he'll know exactly where to pick that trophy up from. It'll be a brother to brother exchange. (laughs) Right. So, all right, well, that's all I got tonight. Uh, I'm going to get this posted before the game starts. Um, So thanks, Ryan, for being flexible on the start time. And thanks for joining me for the uh, championship review this week.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. And uh, good luck, guys.
0: Yeah. Good luck, everybody.